Welcome to episode number 18 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dee, and my co-host today is Les. Lenore is away this week. Tonight, we're talking about FOMO, or the fear of missing out. But before we get to that, let's first talk about what we're drinking. So for me, I am sipping on a nice cold ginger ale, because um, I'm fancy. Uh, <laughs> it was just the coldest thing in the fridge, and I was tired of water. Mm. Um, and I am writing with nothing because I just, um, got off work and my job is writing. So, um, if you want to go by the last thing I'm writing with, that would be a Caran d'Ache, um, bicolor 999, um, mm. and a Blackwing volume one. So that's it for me. What about you, Les? I, because I had all of the coffee last night and then I've, I've had a bunch so far today, uh, I am sipping some polar grapefruit seltzer. Nice. Um, well, I, you know what? I really enjoy polar seltzer. Uh, I, 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 I enjoy LaCroix, um, but I like polar better because I think New England, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm writing I'm writing up the show notes for the Blackwing volume number one and my good old bear fig train of thought. Nice. So yeah. what's exciting for you? Um, first and foremost, my wife got a Christmas bonus, which is exciting because I can have electricity now. Not that it was turned off, <laughs> but like you know, it's the time of year when like you know I am going into a month of not working because of the fact that I work at a college. Right. Um, so yeah, this was like a nice surprise cause we didn't think this would happen. I was ready to go all like, um, you know, Christmas vacation on them and, uh, kidnap her boss and bring him into my living room and berate him like Chevy Chase did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's nice. Um, I will probably be able to treat myself to at least something little. Um, we just got an Amazon echo. Alexa is weird. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel, but I don't think I can do the smart home thing. The idea that something is listening all of the time bugs me. Like, I, I have Google Voice turned off on my phone because I just, I, I can't do it. It's yeah, creepy. I mean, you can turn it, you know, make it not listen to you, but, like, it's kind of cool. Like, it's it's encouraging laziness. Like, I don't have my home set up yet to, like, because, you know, one light bulb is, like, $20. And that's yeah. cheap. That's a no-name brand. Um, but it's nice to ask it like the weather or like, um, you know, I synced it up to my Google calendar so I can say, you know, what am I doing tomorrow? You know, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and the music features, since I'm an Amazon prime member, you know, it's nice to like, like last night, like Gina was making cookies and like, I just told Alexa to like turn on Christmas music and it did. So mm. it's like these little things. It's a novelty. Um, eventually I want to, you know, get some of the stuff like hooked up but like it it sinks because the ce- the the overhead light in our room is a ceiling fan so that has four light bulbs so it's not even like i can like say like you know turn on the light i could but it would cost me a hundred dollars to buy those light bulbs right yeah and then get it working so i think i'm gonna integrate it with the tv though um because that would be fun yeah so i don't know it's it's a novelty right now um I'm sure it'll get old, but Amazon's having a really good sale right now, so. Um, and then I'm putting the final touches on my D&D solo campaign. Um, mm. 
I wanted to figure out a way to like record what I was doing. So instead of like doing it analog, which is kind of the antithesis of what we, we do here, um, mm-hmm. I'm going digital. I, uh, oh. I'm using Roll20. It's a, a website that you can use to play role playing games. So what I did was I uploaded all the maps and all that kind of stuff into Roll20. So essentially, I'll have my solo campaign by myself, but I can stream or actually I'm not going to stream. I'm just going to record it um, so you can see a visual representation of what I'm doing and have audio. And then I'll just edit it down. Um, This way, it also removes cats jumping on the table or wife coming home from work, you know. Right. Um, Because I'd be doing this in my living room or dining room and... I have six cats that won't go well. So, so yeah, so I'm putting the final touches on that. I probably realistically won't start until the, you know, around Christmas time just cause. So what about you, Les? Um, so I'm really excited about Andy's pet project, Plumbago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's in pre-order for $8, regular price of 10 bucks. I don't have anything in it. I Every time he is doing an issue, I intend to do something for it. And then, Life happens, so I always let it go by the wayside, but yeah. next issue, next issue I'm planning on, whatever the theme is, doing something for it. So the last issue was really, really nice. It was really pretty. This one is even fatter. I've seen some images of the stuff on the inside. I've seen some images of the outside. It, looks it so is good. so pretty. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use one of the images that he sent me as our show image. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think everyone should go out and order, pre-order a Plumbago and enjoy it. And what I think is important to note is that, you know, obviously the money they collect is to produce the, the zine, but anything in excess is actually getting donated. So they're not, yeah, they're not making money off of this. Right. You know what we haven't talked about yet? What? The new Blackwing volumes. <laughs> I know. I just discovered that. And what's funny is I just got them in the mail today because I did the Blackwing promotion. I yep. I made a bad decision because <laughs> it was <laughs> what was before I knew Gina got the bonus. So I spent $27 purchasing the special edition so then I could get the free prize, which uh, my prize was pretty decent. What'd you get? It was the Blackwing um, starting point. It's basically... A box set of six Blackwing 602s, a long point sharpener, and three point protectors. Really? Yeah. That was your free bonus? Yeah. That's um, an amazing free bonus. I thought people were just getting like single pencils. No, it was like a, like a hundred, the first hundred people got like put into a drawing for like gifts. Like, you know, it could be a box, some person got a box of golden brayers where someone else got, you know, like one of each of the volumes editions. Like not... 12 but like one pencil each of the yeah so i did wow. it so it'll actually come in handy because i think i'm gonna hang on to it and it'll make a good gift for my thesis advisor at the end when i graduate um because right. he's so intrigued with my stationary stuff <laughs> um and i didn't pay for it so that kind of gets rid of the whole buying him something um right and i think it's a very professorial gift anyway so so yeah no it was really cool like i expected to be like the one that got like one pencil (laughs) right you know i'm happy with it so so yes i i did acquire the limited edition do you have any on your person i i i have one okay um klp buddy um on instagram karen sent me sent me one and they're 
they're really pretty. They are. Um, I like the matte finish on the ferrule. Yeah, and the the paint is also sort of matte. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. I a lot of people were talking about it looking like a stormtrooper, and I totally agree with that oh, assessment. Absolutely. And it is. It's super pretty. The uh, my little hex pattern on mine is is not imprinted. Great. A couple of mine. I looked at like the first six of mine dozen. And yep. yeah, some are really sharp and some aren't, but I get that they were trying to go for subtlety, so maybe, like, it was just hard to not, like, be too subtle. <laughs> it was probably hard not to mash them in there. Correct. Yeah. But yeah, I think that it's a it's a super pretty pencil. Um, Erasable's talked about it, and I'll just link to their show about uh, Matthias's article about the math possibly being wrong for 16.2. Yes. Um, which is, you know, I don't know. I think sometimes they should, maybe they should have gotten a mathematician to check the math if they were using Wikipedia as their source. You never use Wikipedia. I'm a writing tutor. Don't do that ever, 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 Uh, ever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But to be honest, I can forgive them for that because it's more about the design to me. I understand for the people that are computer programmers, mathematicians, it's probably maddening. Um, oh yeah but stripping that aside i think that you know the execution was good and i like this edition too because i feel like this edition was actually thought out in the sense of featuring a a woman Mm -hmm. where i felt like and i totally could be wrong and i probably am i felt like the 344 was it the yeah i felt like that was shoehorned in there you know, the, uh, yeah. the attachment to Dorothy Lang. Like, I just, I felt like I appreciated it, but I felt like it was talking more about the style of photography and not the composition. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I got that feeling. And it came right after the little uh, postings that a couple of us did about, hey, Blackwing, focus on people of color and women. Right. So, so yeah. So I appreciate their thoughtfulness in this. So I can forgive them for a math error, considering I can't do math myself. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I looked at the math on the on the. God, I can't speak today. I looked at the math on the blog post. I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, this makes no sense to me. But I trust that his math is correct. Um, so you know, if if it is wrong, it's very sad. But at the same time, it's a super pretty pencil, and you know. I see this every single time we talk about Blackwing volume. I always divorce the story away from the pencil anyway, and this is one time where I don't have to do that, but I also don't have to think about the math and just look at the hexes on the side and kind of like them. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder <clears throat> how it's going to feel writing with, because the matte, the finish is a little bit more matte. Yeah. Um, well, the finish, the finish actually reminds me of the number one. It's very matte, like the number one. So I like the number one's finish. It feels really good in my hands. So I'm sure the 16.2 is going to feel really great in hands, too. Yeah, I'll I'll throw one in your box of goodies, because this way you can sharpen that one and use it and have one for your collection. Nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's getting ridiculous. I need to come see you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because I I put it in this box that I was giving. It's not like a cardboard box. It's like a box to use to store things. I got it. Ikea. It's really cool. And so, like, I'm like, oh, this will be a perfect little gift box, you know, and kept putting things in, putting things in, so. So, yeah. Um, All right, do you want to get to the main topic? Absolutely. All right, so 
tonight we're talking about the fear of missing out. Um, I think all of us can relate to this fear of missing out. Yeah. Like, if you have a hobby, you have the fear of missing out at some point. You know, and, and while thinking about this topic, I kind of really wanted to dissect it. Um, less you can totally relate because you are a therapist and I <laughs> may be a future therapist. So I'm always trying to figure out the, you know, yeah, there's that like, I just want things because they're cool, but like there's something underneath there. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, I want to talk about like why that pull is so strong because I am a victim of it constantly. Case in point, my irresponsible $27 purchase to get the black wings so I could get a prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, good marketing there, uh, Palomino. So, I, you know, so I guess that's where I want to start. You know, why is that pull so strong? I mean, I think for me, it's a lot of social pressure and status. Like I didn't get, here's a good example. I didn't get the latest CW pencil box for two reasons. One, I got a new debit card. So it, it like the one it tried to charge was expired. I could have just uploaded my new card, but I didn't have really money. And like, uh, I was kind of hemming and hawing about it. And it felt like an emotional thing over like a box of random pencils, but like it was so attached to everyone else is going to have this and I won't. And I'm a blogger. So I feel like I have a responsibility to have this. Mm. And I think maybe you can speak to this less because you've been blogging far longer than I have. How strong is that pull for you? Like with being a blogger? It used to be really, really strong. And there was a certain point, I think, maybe like five years ago where I was trying to is when I first, maybe it was closer to six years ago where I first left my job to go back to school. And you know, when I, when I had my job, I made decent money and I was able to afford all of the things that I wanted. You know, I, sometimes I had to save for things, but ordering a $25 bottle of ink was no big deal to me. Ordering a, you know, a hundred dollars worth of, of inks and paper and whatnot wasn't a huge deal back then. And then all of a sudden I was in school and I was like, I just can't afford all this stuff. Like I used to, I don't have, I didn't have the disposable income. And I remember sitting down and thinking, what is really important about what I do on comfortable shoes studio. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I hit this point where I just couldn't afford stuff anymore. And I, I had to think about what was important to me with with comfortable shoes studio. And I, I realized like what I really wanted to do was do quality reviews. And for me, that meant that a quality review is where I sit down and I actually use the tools that I'm reviewing. So whether it's a pencil, it's a pen, it's an ink, it's whatever I need to give the best use case scenario. And in my case, it, it meant back then taking it with me to class, abusing it during class, you know, can it survive a backpack? Can it survive my use? Can it survive being in a classroom? And from there, I decided that, okay, so I'm not going to do these, these first look reviews. What I want to do is if I do a first look, it's going to be labeled first look. If I get these limited editions and I have to have it out in a short period of time, then it's a first look. And then if I am using it and I'm reviewing it as a full review, then anything on my, on my website, on my blog is labeled review. So anything labeled a review I've used for a minimum 
of two weeks usually. And I've put it through the paces. I've used it at work. I've used it uh, writing a blog post. I've, you know, used it in the cafe. I've used it in my life. And that became the most important thing that I put out a quality review. And so when I when I looked at the blog as that, qual- as a focus on quality, all of this FOMO stuff stopped being as important to me. Like I didn't feel like I had the pressure anymore to to order the Irishizuki Tsukio ink that I love so much and review it when it first came out, or all of these special edition Sailor inks, the Gentle inks. Like I don't I don't feel the necessity to have those in as soon as they come out and get a post out within the week of uh, it being here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I made that decision to change my focus, it really changed how I felt about things. Now, on the other side of that, there's that, that personal want of things. Yes. Um, and I, I really had this with field notes and because at the time field notes were only nine ninety nine. So ordering a pack of field notes or walking into the hipster store up on the other side of town or the hipster store in Cambridge and buying a pack of field notes wasn't as, as big a deal as ordering a $30 bottle of ink. Um, you know, I was, I was trying, still trying to acquire all of those special editions. You know, it, it, it got to a point where I was like, I'm not ever going to use all of these. You know, I was exactly. trading and I was, I was gifting them and I really enjoy the ability to like take a notebook and pop it into an envelope and put two stamps on it and send it to someone as a gift. Like that's still super cool to me. So like what I focus on now is, is not that set that collectability. Like I don't collect anymore. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because I do have a box of one of every edition of the black volumes, but the other side of that is also what became really important to me was what goes into my notebooks. And less the acquisition of the field notes, the word and all of the collectible editions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really helped me get past that FOMO. Um, that and getting really, for lack of a better, better term, I'm going to be offensive here, butt hurt over <laughs> when I was in the field notes, nuts group, oh, you geez. know, there, it's, <laughs> Sorry. so, you know, uh, yeah, we're going to go there a little bit. So, you know, I was, I, I was trying to get some of the land, land by field notes, um, uh, notebooks, or what was the, the, all the scrap cover stuff that they reprinted mm-hmm. on. So I was trying to get some of those and I couldn't because people were going and scamming the system and buying two packs for their, their own address, their work address. And they were buying two packs under their wife's name or their husband's name or under a boyfriend's name. And so, or like people had roommates. And so they were ordering two packs of everything under, under every roommate's name. So in the end, people were bragging about the fact that they were ordering, you know, 10 and 15 packs of these limited editions. And I was like, you know what? I'm never going to win. I'm never going to get a pack of these. And I just can't care about it anymore because I was so upset. I couldn't get a pack of those. And then people were bragging about the fact, well, you know, I got 10 packs. Do you want to buy one for me for 10 bucks and get one notebook? Yeah, no. 
no, 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 I'm done. And so having the realization that I was getting really upset about a notebook, I was just like, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm getting upset that people are cheating the system. The company isn't stopping people from cheating the system. And, you know, I just let it go. You know, it, it just became this thing where I'm not going to try to collect them all anymore because I just can't. I'm never going to get them all. Yeah. It's not like Pokemon where you can't actually get them all. But Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm kind of halfway there to that point you're at now. Um, with Field Notes, I'm pretty much done acquiring new ones. I have so many that, like, use those first. Plus, I have so many of your notebooks. You know, unless they release an edition that, like, speaks to me on a right. personal level. Or, like, I really don't, I don't see myself buying them anymore. Plus, you know, they're not $10 anymore. Right. When they could be because they're only selling more and more. And you'd think a company, as they scale up, are able to cut costs. Well, you would think that because that's how manufacturing works, right? Yeah. Um, now, the right notepads are very hard to resist. Mm. Um, I know that the binding for you is kind of like a deal breaker, but uh, that's been my hardest thing lately. So, um, And I think also because they have the pencil with it as, as well. Yeah, there's a little bit of the I want the pencil and the notebook and all that stuff. But even with write, I have a lot. So, you know, I think, like, I'm almost there. The only thing that gets me is subscriptions, subscription services, because as much as like, all of us bloggers are kind of a team, like I, there's a strong sense of camaraderie between us. I none of us yeah. dislike each other. I mean, in our own little universe, I don't I can't speak for you know, other people. <laughs> about other lo- yeah. uh, other, about other groups? Yeah. But I admittedly feel left out when, you know, Leadfast posts a really awesome YouTube video or you, you know, get something for review and get that up there. It's just a human reaction. Mm-hmm. So that just fuels the, oh my God, I need this thing. And like, I want to be, you know, like, I don't do it for recognition per se, but you right. have to do it because you're getting something out of it. And the thing that I get out of blogging is twofold. One, it is that little bit of like, hey, like, people care about what I have to say. Mm-hmm. But second is also like, I'm providing something for other people to help them make their choices. Um, you know, and if something's crappy, I'll just give it away. Like, because someone will like it. Like those Franklin, like those pencils, what were they called? Those garbage pencils. Franklin Covey. Which gar- Not Franklin Covey. Uh, uh, um, Frank- you know what I'm talking about. Kristoff. Yeah, Franklin Kristoff pencils. Uh, yeah. I felt really bad for them because they're a really nice company. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, they... I, I feel like Musgrave kind of took them for a ride. They're uh, like, oh, yeah, you want our, you know, pencils, but here you go. Which was just really sad to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it, because the the print on the side was just that print and not, you know, stamped into the pencil. There was a lot of quality control issues there. Yeah. So, but you know, I mean, there is, there is that, that push for me to be current. So I've kind of shifted what I do now to like, I'm working on the um, list of pencils that are compatible with the Pollux. Like, because that uses my current collection, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's providing something that people will refer to. Like, I don't blog to make money or to get people to click on my website. Like, that's not what I do here. 
Um, but I like to provide well, resources. If, you, if, if, if you were writing your blog to make money, you wouldn't do it for very long. Correct. Blogs that start out that way end quickly because you're not interested in the content. You're interested in the end result of the content. You know, like the reason, the reason Comfortable Shoes Studio has been around since 2006 in one form or another is because I write about what I'm interested in and I don't care if I, you know what? I I love that people read my blog, but if they don't, I write it for myself primarily. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important to me. Yes. Well, it keeps my brain active. Exactly. And it, it, it kind of gives you something to do. Like, not like a deadline per se, but it, you feel like, hey, man, I should really write this thing because right, people may read it. But like, yeah, I'm looking at my earnings since... So in, in July, I started using um, like Amazon affiliate links. Oh, okay. On my blog. Yep. I've made $6.52 so far. <laughs> so clearly I'm not doing it for the money. Um, so, so yeah. So getting back to this fear of missing out, you know, that pressure is strong for many reasons. Um, but mm. what about when it comes to like myself, I like to collect things just in general, not just stationary, just I'm a collector and I've moved away from saying I need a dozen of these and I need three packs of those, but like, I still need like, two at least of each pencil that comes out, you know, one to use, one to stash away. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like, I feel like that's one thing that you can't really escape because you're not going to give up your, you know, collecting hobby. So I don't know. I think that that's, what's making me not go fully into the Nope, I'm good. Do you have any thoughts? Well, you know, I, I guess part of, part of my thing is that I'm not a collector. I see myself as a user so to me, like the, uh, I, on my shelf over my desk, I have all of my used field notes mm-hmm. and pocket notebooks and I'm at 82 now. Uh-huh. And then next to that, I have a jar of pencil nubbins. And to me, the important thing that I get out of this hobby is the use. And I think that has helped me fight my desire to collect and cause I, I do like, I want to collect all the things I want to have them all. And I, I having, having all of those, having that sort of accomplished feeling from filling up a, a notebook mm-hmm. is I think what helps me get out of that idea of the collecting everything. I don't know. Does that make sense? And, you know, and a fun fact about me speaking about filling up a notebook this week, was the first time ever in my entire life that I filled up a field notes. Wow. Cause usually, really? cause usually what happens is I don't keep up with things. I say, I'm going to like write this stuff down and then don't, or like I'll use it for like assignments during the semester. And then like when the semester's over, I'll put the notebook down and like not pick it up again to keep using it. Right. But I made it a point to use this to completion and it felt good. And I can't wait now to go select what notebook I'm going to use next. Right. So I think as I do that more and more, it'll help, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think just to tie up the, the, why is the pull so strong here? Being a part of groups is the biggest thing. Cause when you, when you see your peers and you see people, you know, acquiring these things, it's exciting, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I got the new, whatever, you know? Um, And I think that is the final little piece for me that adds to my, I can't shake this. I need to have it kind of feeling. 
Mm. Um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later of what we can do to like avoid FOMO. Um, right. So I don't want to say how to combat those groups, but like, how are groups for you? Did that ever feed into your your need? I, I think to a point, like, especially in like some of the the pocket notebook groups or or like the bullet journaling groups. Um, certainly, like seeing all of the different notebooks in use and seeing all of the different covers and things like that. Yeah, you know, the the groups did play a part. And, you know, even worse was when I was part of the Fountain Pen Network. Um, Holy crap, that is like the biggest FOMO group ever because people get like these really limited, limited, limited special editions. And then they show you pictures with their beautiful handwriting, with beautiful ink that sheens and glitters and glows and all of this other stuff on paper that I can't afford. And, you know, like that that group was really um, intense with the FOMO. And then, you know, there was also a lot of sort of like underhanded comments of like, Oh, you can't afford this kind of thing, which I think there's that, that, you know, poor kid kind of shame yep. that I had, that I held for a really long time. It was like, yeah, no, I, I can't, I can't, I couldn't afford a Mont Blanc. I mean, back then I could have, if I'd really wanted to go and spend the however much money a Montblanc is, I never really was driven towards those. They're not probably not the best, best example for me because I don't like their designs. Um, but you know, like, um, yeah, you know, there, there was a lot of like all of those pretty photos. It used to get really get to me, but I think when I made that change from, having disposable income to being a student again, it really, it really changed my perspective Mm -hmm. and let me just sort of enjoy the photo for what it was and be like, Oh wow, that's really pretty. I'm so happy they have that and not focusing on wanting it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Growing up, see my situation is kind of the opposite because I grew up, um, you know, as an only child, I got spoiled so that bled into my adult life where, hey, guess what? You can't afford this, but I'm not used to that. I'm not used to mm. the, you can't have it. Right. Um, so having to make that entire shift, you know, it was very difficult. And I think that's why I struggle so much with trying to resist purchasing things. Because the maddening thing about all of this, whether it's stationary, whether it's vintage Tamagotchis, whether it's board games, whether it's video games, if I gathered up all the stuff that I bought, but used one time, I would have tens of thousands of dollars. Right. You know, I acquire these things, you know, and I think I, I it was, I talked about a little bit in that short guest post I, I put on your blog. Yep. The thrill of the chase or yep. thrill of the hunt. Like that's, I think what's happening here is like, mm. I'll get fixated on something. I'll research the hell out of it find out all the little nuanced things and like find out like you know what's good what's bad and then like out of the joy of that is like all right now i gotta buy it right and um that's how this pencil thing started i used i was on the search for my like pencil that i remember from high school mm-hmm. the Everhard favor principal pencil mm-hmm. and i found i think it was johnny's blog or maybe i don't know and I was like, oh my god, this is a whole new world. Let me find out what I need to do to get into it. And here I am. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah. So, 
so seeing other people and getting that feeling that like even if i wanted this i can't have it right now is kind of crummy you know so and that kind of like is a good transition into like the next thing like are you actually missing out and i think we kind of answered that yeah um no go ahead no i i was i was agreeing i i think i think that you might be missing out on the acquisition of the new thing, but are you really truly missing out on something if you're never going to use it or if you're just acquiring it to eventually sell it, you know? Also, like, taking things into perspective, like, for me, I collect Eberhard Faber pencils. That is something that's a little niche, and, like, that's an okay collection, but collecting current edition things or, like, collecting things that, like, like Eberhard Faber, to me, means a lot more than... Blackwing volumes or field notes or you know what I mean. So right, I think maybe latching on to maybe one area of stationery for me, I think would be the best way to to deal with this because I'm not missing out because between erasable and RSVP, I can like I'm actually going to do it today. Uh, you know, post like, hey, like I need a right notepads Chesapeake pencil. Do you have two to trade? You know, and like acquire what I don't have anyway. Right. Whereas this little collection of Everhard favorite pencils I have are, are near and dear to me. And like, that is what matters to me. Right. That's what's important to me. You know, the fact that I have like, you know, two original 602s and, you know, a 1940s, you know, Marigold. Like, that's the stuff that, that is important, should be truly important to me. Right. So, so I think perspective is the key word here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... You know, with perspective at the forefront, what can you do if you are experiencing FOMO? Um, (laughs) I mean, for me, these are things that I've done. Um, The trading with other people, like I just said, I think is big for me. Um, Unfollow groups, like unfollowing them, it's really hard because especially like RSVP, I would never unfollow that because the conversation there, there's more conversation there. Yeah. Whereas, like, Erasable, not that there's not important content there, but that's more of, like, a, what are you using today? Or, hey, look what I got. Or, you know, it's not right. where we kind of, an RSVP, we kind of, like, delve a little deeper into things or, like, but it's it's hard. Well, I think, I think that the what are you using today posts are always really interesting on Erasable, you know. Because sometimes, you know, people post, you know, I'm using a Casemate or I'm using a Ticonderoga or, you know, it's, and I think those are less about the FOMO and more about, hey, I'm using something and I'm having a good time or I'm using something and I'm writing something. I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I agree. For me, this is the hardest. Um, just set limits for yourself, like, mm. like a grown up, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like stick to it. Like, like my new thing, you know, I need to have this bleed over into the stationary world, but with clothing, when I get a new shirt, I get rid of another shirt. When I get a pair of pants, I try to get rid of a pair of pants. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. one in, one out, I think, gives you pause enough to kind of think about it. Well, well, like, what I have is I have my two drawers, four pencils, and I have some pencil cups. And then I have this basket. When my drawers, when the two drawers get full, I decide I, it's time to purge. And I will, I have a box that anytime anyone orders any no brand notebooks or any um, notebook files, I always include a pencil 
in their order, one for every pack of notebooks that they, they order. Unless I forget, and then that's, you know, because it's just an extra. I don't always do it. But 99% of the time, I include a pencil for every pack of notebooks. So I purge from my drawer full of pencils into that box. And then if that box is full, then I donate everything that's extra. And it's almost embarrassing how much I end up donating um, at the end of every year. So usually what happens is just before Christmas break, I take a box, I fill it full of pencils, and I take it to my mom to take into her classroom. Um, so, you know, I, I the goal for me is always to never fill my drawers, which sounds like so funny, <laughs> never fill my two drawers full of more pencils than are, are actually is a reasonable amount. Do you know what I mean? And then if I do overfill them or if I have extra pencils, then those go into a box and they get donated. Or if they're not sharpened, then they go they they go into, you know, box outgoing gifts, outgoing orders, outgoing, you know, you know, I make bigger trades. And the other thing that I did, I did a in Erasable a um disabling swap. So I filled a box full of 50 pencils and a notebook so people can test them out. So all of the pencils are sharpened. People are going to be able to test them, write a note in the book. And the hope is, is at the end of it, the box is empty and all I get back is the notebook. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Cause I think that what part of the thing with pencil people and pen people too, to an extent is that they want to share the wealth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I have no doubt the box is going to come back to me full. Yeah. But anyway, um, going back to your unfollowing groups, the, the, the thing to remember, I think for a lot of people is that just because you unfollow a group or you, or you leave a group doesn't mean that you can't come back to it later once you've got a handle on things. True. I mean, there are some groups that you leave and never want to go back to. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's totally true. And the other thing, like you mentioned trading with other people, and I've talked about that at length on this podcast is I freaking love trading with people that that is like my favorite thing uh, about all of these hobbies, like whether it's fountain pens or it's gel pens or it's pencils trade. People love to trade Yes, and sample vials of ink are going back and forth through the United States postal service and international pencils are going back and forth. Pens are going back and forth and it's just so cool. You know, like people really just dig trading and i love that yeah so no it really it, it fosters community i think yeah absolutely um and then i think finally for me selling part of your collection to fund the acquisition of new new items for your collection i mean i've actually done that before especially if you're sitting on a couple boxes of an edition that will you know bring you three or four times the original cost Right. Um, that's an option, which is, is silly in itself. I mean, I mean, things are going to go up in price when they become unavailable. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a whole other show topic. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, in fact, that's a good show topic because I, I feel like that's a very polarizing thing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's it for me. I think to sum this up, I think, and this is an important life lesson, not that we're giving them out or anything, but... <laughs> You know, it's just not comparing yourself to others. Like, I hear this mm. constantly because I'm in school. 
Mm. Um, whether it comes to GPA or, you know, your, your own writing or anything, it's like, well, you, you're your own self. So like comparing your collection, comparing how much you're able to buy, if you really want something, you know, and you can't afford to buy the whole dozen, just reach out. I mean, I, like you just had the, the person send you for nothing, a bunch of black wings. We're a very generous community. And I've done that too. In fact, I need to do it again. I always do like a new member drawing. Like if you haven't been here for a while, I'll send you like a box of pencils. You know, I think that, that the generosity kind of should take the place of any like fears of missing out. Cause there's always someone ourselves included that that'll take care of you. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, do you have any final thoughts on? I don't. I think you you covered it all. Um, all right, then. I think we can wrap this one up. Um, all right. So I want to take a moment to thank everyone, of course, we do this all the time, um, for their supportive words on the website and Facebook group. It's really wonderful to get so much support from everyone, especially these past few weeks where it's been a little intense. Um, your support does not go unnoticed. And I just want to thank everyone who continues to support us and any of the new people that are listening. I want to welcome you. I know that we got a bunch of new followers and listeners, so welcome. And please go to iTunes and rate us um, if you like what you hear. If you don't, that's cool too. But you can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me, D, at theweeklypencil.com. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Weekly Pencil. Les, what about you? You can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at ComfortableShoesStudio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original Elsie Harper. Lenore can be found on Twitter at Lenore underscore Hoyt. And on Facebook, you can find her in the Erasable Podcast Group and in the RSVP Stationary Podcast Group. 